0: Do you ever feel like brokenness and past mistakes disqualify you from God's love? Do you ever find it hard to believe, like really believe for you, that God loves you even through your mistakes? And even more so, do you believe that God can even heal the pain of your past? Both what has been done to you and what you've done? Today, we are having such a healing conversation Full of God's truth and talking about the power of God's love that we sometimes honestly don't believe the fullness of. I am joined by two incredible women who know She Lives Purposefully from almost its conception. They were some of the first to start sharing She Lives Purposefully content on Instagram and bring the encouragement we share here to their audience. Brit and Cass run Her True Worth, an online ministry with over 5 million followers. They built their ministry to encourage women to find their worth and identity in Christ alone. And now they've created a devotional guide for women to discover their true value in the unwavering goodness of Christ. This conversation is powerful. And then we'll get to share this incredible new devotional with you too. And after that, I'm answering your questions that you've written into our Dear Meg segment. I'm super stoked to do that too. Hey friend, I'm Megan Edmonds, and I am so glad that you're here joining me on the She Lives Purposefully podcast, a place where we are encouraged and equipped in our walks with Christ, in knowing our purpose and in living purposefully as Christian women. I am so thankful that we get to do this life to seek God and honor him together. This podcast is sponsored by Faithful Counseling and if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I am a big advocate for solid Christian counseling. Counseling that is not self-centered, that is not gonna derail you, solid Christian counseling. I think it can be so important if we want it to ask Bible believing members of the body of Christ with the gifts of wisdom and encouragement who have studied and are certified to help for guidance and we can reach out to them to talk to them. I've always supported others going to counseling and I have even gone myself a number of times. Now faithful counseling is an online Christian counseling service that matches you with your own licensed professional therapist who is a practicing Christian. At Faithful Counseling, you can log into your account at any time and send a message to your counselor and schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And, two, you can feel free to change counselors if needed until you find the right fit for you. It's more affordable than traditional offline can- counseling and financial aid is available. And on top of that, She Lives Purposefully podcast listeners get 10% off of your first month at faithfulcounseling.com backslash She Lives Purposefully. That's faithfulcounseling.com backslash She Lives Purposefully for 10% off of your first month of Christian online counseling. Thanks again to Faithful Counseling for sponsoring this episode. Alrighty, Britt and Cass, thank you. So much for joining me on the She Lives Purposely podcast. I am so, so stoked to have you here. We've been chatting a little bit before, but I'm just really excited that you guys are here and I'm so excited for this conversation. But before we jump in, why don't you guys tell us about yourselves? For those who don't know you, which I'm sure is like nobody in this audience, but for those who don't, tell us about yourselves, what you do, who you are, and all the good stuff.
1: Yeah. Hey guys, I'm Brittany and Megan, thank you so much for having us here. Um, So, yeah, I'm Brittany. I am married to my husband, Ryan. We have a two-year-old daughter. Uh, We live in Waterford, Michigan, and we devote a lot of our time to digital evangelism. Uh, We really see the need to use social media in this day and age to spread the gospel and bring people to a saving knowledge of Christ. A little background of what I do. Um, I used to work in the beauty and fitness industry, which is funny because Cass and I both come from the beauty industry. Uh, Yeah, that was about 10 years back. And during that time in my life, I became very disheartened in my own walk by the shallow messages of worth and false identities that were out there. So in that, I sought out not only to discover my worth through the power of God's word, but also a healing journey in myself of kind of just dismantling those lies. Um, and out of that discover and that journey with God, I founded uh, Her True Worth, which is a kingdom-focused women's ministry dedicated to helping women find their true worth and identity in Christ. Um, and at Her True Worth, we make bite-sized devotionals for women. Uh, we really like to try to encourage them and exhort them right where they're at. And we set out to impact as many as we can um, through social media books, newsletters, and bite-sized devotionals.
2: It's so cool. I love it. All right, Cass, you're up. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I am Britt's co-author and co-leader of Her True Worth. Uh, I am vice president of the ministry. I started out as a writer and what an honor and privilege it was to be brought on alongside what Britt was doing. Uh, I'm a mother of three tiny, rowdy, and wonderful little people. <laughs> And I am a Bible teacher. I have the privilege of being invited to different churches throughout the U.S. to pour into women, and that's a little bit about me. Oh, I almost forgot. So I am a very proud military spouse. My husband is a veteran for the United States Air Force, and we are in Oklahoma City, where my husband works at Tinker for the Department of Defense.
1: Go Dan! Uh, Yay Dan! <laughs> Yay Dan! That. Oh my gosh!
2: Wow! Well,
0: thank you guys for all that you do for our country, and and just the both of you too. Like this ministry is so incredible. I was telling Brittany earlier, but I think Her True Worth was one of the first accounts that started like sharing Sheila's purposefully stuff, and it just is so cool to be able to talk with you guys, and um, just I get to like talk more about what has been on your heart and the mission behind Her True Worth and this new book that you're coming out with or that you're out with. And, um, yeah, I'm just super stoked to be able to actually have you on the podcast. It is such a joy. You guys, if you don't already follow them, Her Worth is really just an amazing ministry. So go and check them out. Um, and yeah, well, I'm really excited for today's conversation. So excited to be here with you guys. So let's let's dive in. This is gonna be so good. Um, so as leaders of a popular online community, which is Hurt You Worth, you both speak about the importance of finding our worth in Christ. And Brittany, you were really talking about that too. Mm-hmm. So you even start your new book, um, There's Beauty in Your Brokenness. And the first chapter is titled living from worth, not for it, which I think is so good. But what is the importance of knowing and understanding that our worth comes from Christ as opposed to, you know, other things or just, yeah, any, anything else. But so yeah, what's the importance of understanding that our worth is actually from him?
2: Megan, thank you so much for asking that. You know, something that gives me and Britt such a great deal of comfort is knowing that Even in our best attempts, our righteousness is but filthy rags compared Mm. to God. And Isaiah 64 6 tells us that. And something I really love is that in Romans, it tells us that even while we were still sinners, Christ chose us. And so the importance of knowing our value and our worth in Christ, our identity in Christ, is that we can live securely from what god's son has done instead of doing on our behalf because our best will always fail but what he did on the cross will be victorious always and we can lean on him instead of trying to put the pressure on ourselves
1: yeah i think it's so important to you know to be able to acknowledge where our true source of worth comes from because We do live in such a day and age where there's false messages of worth and identity and and those things make us feel good for a little while but they don't hold sustenance and they they're not an anchor like christ is right and so understanding that our worth isn't based on accomplishments and looks popularity or any other worldly standards that it only comes from god who created us in his image and loves us unconditionally that empowers us to live from that place, right? To live, like Cass says, from our worth and not Mm. for it.
0: Yeah, that's so good. I think in my own life, that's something that I always have to be reminding myself of, especially Cass, you were talking about like, you know, everything that we do, the best that we can do is going to be filthy rags outside of Christ. And I feel like, you know, like I said, that's something that I always am working through. It's like, right. I'm not earning the Lord's favor. I'm not earning my worth. Like I, that is found in Christ. And I just think that's so beautiful and just so important to remember that we can be living out of that instead of living for that and trying to earn and achieve that. That's so good. So good. Yeah. Okay. So for the bulk of this conversation, I really want to talk about, um, and you know, this is just a huge part of what you guys talk about too, but, um, our brokenness and past mistakes. So sometimes it can be hard to accept that we are worthy in Christ of being accepted by Christ's unconditional love. So, and this can, uh, whoever of you really wants to, it feels like you want to answer this, but do you have a few tips for the woman who is either watching or listening, who might feel like she is unworthy or even even became unworthy of God's love because of a mistake, whether it's past, present, um, or even because of her thoughts or her physical appearance, you know, anything like that. So do you have a couple of tips for, for that woman?
1: Yeah. um, You know, I just want to say, too, if that's you and you're struggling with that right now, I just want you to know, Cass and I both, um, that God's love is not dependent on any of your mistakes, on any of your thoughts, negative thoughts, unwanted thoughts. His love doesn't waver. Um, and he will never look at your past mistakes and flinch at the idea of your future. In fact, his word says right that he has a plan for our future to prosper us. He doesn't see <clears throat> he doesn't see our thoughts and think to himself that we're trash because of the ways that our minds get swept up in negativity. I'm someone that struggles with that. I've had mental health issues, and I know what it feels like to not necessarily always feel okay in your own head, but that is right there why God reminds us to take every thought captive and make them obedient to Christ. That's a direct invitation to the Lord, from the Lord, to partner with him in every aspect of our being, because he is divine. And apart from him, we can do nothing. And so that's good news, right? Like he, he is there. He's with you in the boat. He's not far off on the shore. And so if you're a list gal, like I am, I really like bullet points. And if you're listening and you like to write down notes. Um, I would say here are a few tips for accepting his unconditional love into your heart, even if you feel unworthy of it. The first one would be to understand his grace. The beauty of the gospel is the concept of grace, the unmerited, undeserved, and unearned favor of God. It's not about what we've done, or but it's about what he has done for us. And I just encourage you to take time to medivate, meditate on verses that highlight his grace, such as Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. Another thing would be surrender your past to him. Let go of the past mistakes. It's crucial to do that in order to feel worthy of his love. And honestly, sometimes you might not always feel worthy of his love, right? But we're told to walk by faith, not by sight. And so the times where you feel unworthy of it, remember the promise in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. God does not hold your past against you. And the last thing I would say is, this is something that I still combat every day, is changing your self-talk. Pay attention to the way that you talk to yourself. Pay attention to what you're saying, what the voice inside your head is saying. If you're always putting yourself down and comparing yourself to others, you will struggle to feel worthy. So try to replace your negative self-talk with affirmations of God's love for you. And the best way to do that really is to be rooted in scripture.
0: Yeah, that is so good. I I love that. I love the first thing you said, too, is understanding his grace. And I'm reading a book right now. I think it's called Why Grace Changes Everything by Chuck Smith. And um, it is it has been truly life-changing in my life. Like I think I have realized how much I really need to like dwell on the Lord's grace in my own life. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. I was like writing all this down as you were talking. Um, and to, I think just like surrendering your past to him, I think so often we can define ourselves by our mistakes past or present and like remembering one, like you said, to surrender that to him, but also mm-hmm. to remember that that's not our identity at all. Like you, you know, and, um, so yeah, I just love, I love everything that you were talking about there. And we will be talking about the self-talk later on too, um, which I'm excited about. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for that answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and to kind of in the same theme, why is it like taking it even a step further? Why is it important to even, Embrace our brokenness to experience the fullness of Christ's love and purpose in our lives And Cass if you want to take this or Brittany whoever.
2: Yeah, so I'm so glad that you asked that because it's something that Me and Britt come back to time and time again in this book and in, throughout these devotionals is that We are indeed a new creation in Christ, but we also have to acknowledge that we are broken without him. And so it's only when we're able to fully embrace our need for him that we're able to access the wholeness we find in him. So it's important that we confront those broken places and acknowledge them and bring them to the throne, bring it to Jesus, because that is when we access the healing. That's when we access the wholeness that's when we see restoration and redemption in our lives. And and we cannot find the wholeness by avoiding our brokenness.
0: I love that. I feel like that's so important just, and, and something that can be so simple too, but that we don't acknowledge sometimes, like we're trying yeah. to push that away or ignore it, but really like recognizing I am broken and I need a healer. And even Jesus talks about how he came to like heal the sick and he came for the person who is sick and you know, not for the person who's already put together and ready to go. Who doesn't think that they need him because we all do. Um, so I love that just acknowledging our brokenness is really almost like a first step to actually being able to receive Christ's love. That's so good. Yeah. That
2: is the first step. Like you have to know that there's a problem in order to find the solution.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so good. Absolutely. I love that. And to even going further, I feel like sometimes we, we don't even really like, we know that the Lord loves us and that's something that we've just acknowledged here. And, but I feel like sometimes we don't actually, you know, dive into and experience the fullness of that. And we don't really believe, I know this has been true in my own life, all that that really could possibly mean for us, like God's love and he has a purpose for us. And all of those beautiful truths, we don't really know the fullness of what that could mean. So how can listeners and also readers of what you guys have put together take comfort in knowing specifically that God's love can even heal them from their pain? I think that's such a big, like, next mm-hmm. thing, too. like, oh, he does love me, but he, like, we can step into fully what that means. So, yeah, how can yeah. they take comfort in knowing that God's love can heal
1: their pain? It makes me think of, um... Second Corinthians five seventeen that if anyone is in if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation the old has passed away and see the new has come and you know God is healer one of the names given to God in the Bible is Jehovah Rapha meaning the Lord heals us. And he doesn't only heal physical afflictions. We know that he heals physical ailments, but also very deep emotional and spiritual wounds. And he invites us to Mm -hmm. cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. Jesus says, for I am gentle and lowly in spirit. And Cass and I have kind of tossed that around with each other and just sat in that for a minute to think about our Lord being gentle and lowly when he could be Referring to himself as I'm high and mighty, but he says, no, I'm gentle and lowly, like I'm here in your midst, I'm accessible to you.
0: No, I, that's so good. I, um, the Jehovah Rapha, my best friend has that tatted on oh, tattooed on her arm. So that's it just good. it's just goosebumps. It's so good. It's so powerful. And to what you guys have both many med- meditating on that he is gentle and lowly I think is so powerful because I do think my automatic, like, it's just, I don't know what it is, but in me, I really kind of think of more frustrated, you know, kind of mentality sometimes, but it's like, no, he's gentle and lovely and loving. And he wants to come alongside you and heal. And and be like, I forget who mentioned it earlier, but be in the boat with you in the storm yeah. and not just observing from you know somewhere else. And yeah. um, that's, that's so powerful. Yeah. So in all of this, and we're talking specifically about brokenness, um, I think a lot of times asking for help is sometimes viewed as a sign of weakness. I feel like this is something that culturally we're overcoming more and more but it still can be viewed as a sign of weakness. So do you have tips for anybody who's listening or watching who is having a hard time asking God for help and actually going to Him in the first place?
2: So I think it's important first and foremost for us to remember Psalms 34, 15, or 34:18. Psalms 34:18. 18, for those of y'all who are taking notes and are gonna go look this up later, that God is close to the brokenhearted I think that we need to remember that God does not condemn us for living with an acknowledgement of our own pain. God incarnate, Jesus himself, wept. I think it's important for us to remember that if we are to be Christians, then we are little Christs, that we are Christ followers, that we, we want to live our lives in such a way that we... Mimic him, and if he himself could go to the Garden of Gethsemane and go to God and plead and pray, he was there praying and pleading to the point of blood. If he can do that and model that for us, then we also should be able to go to God, our Father, to Jesus, to the Holy Spirit as our comforter, and the one who intercedes on our behalf when we have inward groans that don't even have words that can be expressed. Sometimes the most powerful prayer that we can say is help. Mm -hmm. And I think that we really do lose sight of that because we're afraid of our own limitations. We're afraid of our own heaviness because we're scared. Brittany used to tell me this all the time, and she still does when I need that reminder of like, you're not a burden for having burdens and something that I personally struggle with, with asking people for help, is that I'm scared that when life gets heavy, if I tell somebody else that I need help, that if it gets too heavy, they might drop me. And I just wanna encourage anyone who hears Mm -hmm. that, that God's not gonna drop you, that he does not have any buyer's remorse, there's nothing that you can lay before him that he's going to recoil. He says, seek me and you'll find me, knock and I will answer. He hears you and he cares for you. And in the Old Testament, we even look at the first time that God was ever given a name, El Roy. That is the God who sees me. And -hmm. it's important for you to remember that when you need help, God sees you. He knows what you need. Jesus tells us even, why do you worry about these things? In Matthew and in Luke, he talks about that even the non-believers, they worry about these things. You should know that your father in heaven knows what you need. Would a father, would you yourself give your child a stone instead of bread? No. God knows what we need, and it's okay to need him. We were made to rely upon the Lord. Your, Your reliance is not a hindrance. It's an invitation to draw near to him.
0: Yeah. That's so good. I wrote so much down. I can't even tell you. I was like jotting to the side. That's so powerful. I love that you said just so many things I want to go through that he doesn't have buyer's remorse. I feel like that just hit so hard and so beautifully, like remembering first how much he did to have us in the first place but two that like he does not regret that no matter no matter what we've done no matter what we feel like we're not worthy because of he doesn't regret that no buyers remorse i just i love that so much um and two that you said you are not a burden for having burdens i feel like so many of us just need to hear that so i just wanted Mm. to um just highlight that quote again that was so good um let's see what else too. and two just just this idea of like that you were at the end, there talking about how we were made to rely. And I just feel like that's so true in second Corinthians one, which is one of my favorite passages. It talks about how they just were so burdened beyond basically what they were capable of. And it was to make them rely on Christ who raises from the dead versus just themselves. Mm -hmm. And I, it just is so beautiful to me because it's like the Lord is not frustrated because we're human. Like he wants us to come to him and just everything that you said in in highlighting, that was so beautiful. So thank you for sharing all of that. That was so good. Yeah. That was so good. All right. So to just to uh, kind of wrap up here um, and kind of diving into this idea of being worthy in Christ, we live in a world where we can twist words and ideas and, you know, twist the word worthy. And this idea, um, instead of being worthy in Christ, just affirm ourselves in like ourselves and our abilities and whatever it is. And daily affirmations are everywhere. And you guys talk about this too in, in the book and how we can almost be addicted to self affirmations and how that actually, and I I felt like this was such an interesting and good, like take of how that can actually be harmful to our relationship with Christ. So I would love for you guys just to whoever wants to, but elaborate on that. How, why, why is it harmful to our relationship with Christ and how can listeners or watchers break free from a self affirmation culture and instead find true affirmation in the relationship with Christ. And you guys have mentioned throughout this conversation too, just kind of like, um, you know, affirming ourselves and looking into the promises of God or the things in his word and the things that he says versus just self affirming. So, um, yeah, just Mm -hmm. any, whoever wants to take it, but I'd love to hear more about that.
2: So the important thing that I would say is that we are really tempted to worship ourselves and that, you know, we see all of these messages, like you said, that are, you are enough. And, and you, you're mm. doing great. And it's like, am I though? What if I'm not, what if I'm not doing great? And I think that those are not sustaining truths. Those aren't sustaining messages solely because they are placed upon us. It's an undue hardship mm. to expect ourselves to be able to affirm by our own actions and our own being because we're incapable of doing so. And so it, in a way it kind of sets us up for failure. And that's why it's so important to be able to be affirmed in Christ, the one who will never change his mind about us because he's unwavering, whereas we are conditional even with ourselves. And so when we're looking online, you know, we're we're looking at all of these affirmations which are Great, if they're focused on God, but they can be detrimental to us. If we're focusing our value and affirming ourselves, as opposed to be finding that firm foundation in him, because it is unmovable. Whereas we do have hard days and bad days. There are days where we struggle with our mental health and it's hard to get out of bed. There are going to be moments when you didn't give your best. And it's really such good news that we don't have to earn our value, our worth, our identity. All of that validation doesn't need to be earned, and it cannot be taken when it's placed upon him.
1: Yeah,
0: that's so good. I feel like I just needed that that re that true affirmation. That yeah, that was that was really good. I love that you said too. It's almost like an undue hardship to have this pressure to be enough because we are actually incapable of being that. And so I I love looking at it as almost like, all right, let's take the pressure off of ourselves. Like we don't actually have to Mm self-affirm so much in order to feel like we can do all the things because we can't do all the things like it's an undue hardship. So I thought that was Mm -hmm. really powerful.
1: I think it helps us to like cast, you know, just you explain that so beautifully because it, it helps us to focus on being and not doing, you know, just being his is enough being who we are in him is enough. And Cass and I actually like, (laughs) we have kind of an issue with these quotes floating around that says like, you are enough, you are enough. Because the truth is we're not enough without Christ. And like you said, Megan, that we can find rest in because we no longer are tethered to our enoughness and we're no longer tethered to having to work to be enough and to be worthy to God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. I feel like I almost need to hear like you are not enough, you know, and, and, but in a, in a good way of like, it really does take the pressure off to know, like, I don't have to try to be. And like you just said, like, I can just focus on being instead of earning, achieving, doing like all of that. Like I, I really can't even earn like Lord's favor or anything. And so just just knowing that he's already made me his child and that I'm already in him that's so powerful.
1: It puts him in the spot of being Lord in your life. You know, yeah. because he is enough. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. That's something that I definitely have been working through I think in so much of my walk with the Lord like and ever since I feel like I started my walk with him and just realizing like okay this is not about me striving for anything this is just about him so that's so good i love that you guys, thank you so much for your wisdom. Um, just this conversation was so beautiful. And I know it was so needed for me. And I am so sure that for so many of the listeners, just was healing for for them um, and just so needed and healing. It's so good. Thank you so much for sharing what the Lord has put on your heart. And too, so now, um, if you can just tell people where they can get a copy, if there's beauty in your brokenness, um, or just give us all the details all about it because i know i cannot wait to crack that open and and get started
1: oh i'm so excited um <clears throat> so if you are looking to grab our book um you can go to her beauty or if you want to order it on amazon barnesandnoble.com some most barnes and noble will also have it in store um, so yeah you can get it from there
0: Perfect. And I will link it for sure in the show notes so you guys can have easy access to it right there. Um, this was such a, just such a good conversation. Thank you guys so much for being on the Sheila's purposely podcast for talking with us and, and for sharing again, the things that the Lord has put on your heart.
1: Thanks for having us, Megan.
0: All right. Wasn't that conversation so amazing and just beautiful healing. I love it. And I love them. And now it is time for dear Meg. And this person says, Dear Meg, as a busy mother serving my home, children, husband, and working full time, how do I remove the guilt I have for not serving more in my church? And I loved this question. This is actually something I was just talking about with somebody a couple of days ago, and I really loved their perspective on this topic. And this is a pastor's wife who I was talking to, and I just loved it. And I basically just want to share it with you, and she just was talking about how your home friend your place with your husband and your children is a ministry it is your ministry plus working full-time can be a ministry too you are being a light in that space this pastor's wife we were just having a conversation it wasn't even really from either of our um kind of hearts to be sort of asking about this but it was just a conversation that sort of happened and and she was really talking about like how somebody spoke into her life previously that like just because maybe we're not involved in a women's ministry or doing something and all of that are great and beautiful things. And if you can be plugged in, but like doesn't mean that you're not serving the Lord. Your ministry is your house. Your ministry is your husband. It is your children do your job as well. And again, if you have time, you know, be serving in the church where you can and you know, as a must like be going to church services, be in being in fellowship. But when it comes to removing guilt for not serving enough, Know that you are serving. So I just want to encourage you to remove that guilt. I think just really pray to the Lord that he would show you why he has you in the space that he has you in right now. Um, because because where you're at is so valuable. It is so important. And the Lord has placed this and given these gifts to you. And it's important for you to be a good steward of them. And you're doing that. You are serving your family and you know, you're know you serving too at work and you're being a light there, or you can be being a light there if you're not. Um, we have episodes on that too. So just be encouraged that the Lord has you where you're at for a reason, that your family is a place of service as well. And it is a place of ministry. The Lord has you there. Something that I actually love to do is asking the Lord in the day to day, Lord, what do you have for me today? Open my eyes, show me who you want me to talk to you, how you want me to serve you, all of that. And he will show you. And right now in this season, that very well could be that that majority of that time is at home with your children, with your husband, and then at work as well. So be plugged into fellowship, but there is no guilt for sure. All right, friends, and as we wrap up, I would be remiss without saying if you've been listening for a while, you know that She Lives Purposefully is a place for you to be encouraged and equipped to live purposefully by seeking Jesus and growing in your walk with God. I want to tell you about some resources that you have to know about if you are a She Lives Purposefully friend here. The first is our free Bible study tools guide, and this guide will help you get more out of your time with Jesus. You'll learn to dive deeper to see what the Bible says, see how the Bible applies to you and how it applies to you today. The second thing I want to tell you about is our digital Bible studies. These are great place to study God's word. Right now, I have just launched our second Timothy study. So we have our first Timothy study and second Timothy digital study out. They come with sections for notes, background prints, and more all for $5 in our shop. These digital studies, you can find them there. And third, if you would like bonus content and a way to support She Lives Purposely, you can get every single $5 digital study for free plus exclusive Bible reading plans all year round. So you always Have something to read in scripture and weekly bonus podcast episodes and an exclusive 20% off reusable shop code all as a monthly bonus content subscriber. Monthly bonus content subscriptions are $5.99 a month. From the beginning, our mission for She Lives Purposefully has been to encourage and equip you in your walk with Christ. And this is just another way to add to that and just bring you kind of bonus content as well. So I'm excited about it. You can go do She Lives Purposefully dot com backslash sign up that's she lives purposely.com backslash sign up to join us in this bonus subscription and you can get a two week free trial to check it out and see if this is something that you would be into friend if you like this podcast be sure to leave a review and share it with your friends in your go-to group chat or on social media doing this helps the podcast to reach new women and encourage and equip them in their walk with christ friend live purposefully live for jesus And have a fantastic rest of your day.